how do you <laughs> how did <laughs> I mean where <laughs> is there <laughs> I just I don't know how how this would start I mean how does does it is there some kind of you know they have little niche groups of like anime groups and they have a Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily jobs. fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth. The show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. So, so, so uh, welcome to the David Allen Show. Uh, one this thing. is the <laughs> dumbest. Oh, I, where? <laughs> I, 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 I don't so, get so, how this. How did this start? So There's got to be more people out here doing this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th this is a whole subculture. Uh, what we're uh, experiencing in the moment here is David is having his first. <laughs> um. Exposure. Ex exposure. Exposure to me. No, to ASMR. You know, uh, just this last week, a guy that I worked with told me about LARPing. Oh, man. And then I saw a reference to LARPing, and that's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, But this... Is this some kind of kinky thing? I It must be. I, I don't know what else it would be. What it is, this, it's called Satisfying Salon Sounds. Gentle Whispers. This from the YouTube channel, Gentle Whispering ASMR. That's got to be... I, I, how, what does she say? She just whispers the same stuff? This is... I, I am just... I mean, you know, more power to her, I suppose. But... <laughs> really? She sells t-shirts? Yeah. Are you Merch. kidding me? Merch, everybody. All right, here's a post pinned by the gentle whispering ASMR. Many of us love the sounds associated with a salon or barbershop. The ambience and personal attention really can get the mood, can set the mood for some real life ASMR What is an ASMR trigger? Well, we'll look that up. I, try, I will try to recreate some of those sounds with the help of some fuzzy mic covers that add to the experience. You got to read the next one down when you're done with that. <laughs> I hope you will enjoy these sounds and quiet whispers throughout each trigger. Jamie, five days ago, says, imagine not knowing Maria exists. What a tragic life for some. Uh, <laughs> uh, the thing is, this is a thing, ASMR. If you go to the YouTube, and you might have to be careful, you never know. I think you probably... Uh, here we go. Ultimate wood tapping and scratching. Is this, this the same lady? Oh, no. This from Gabby. T Gibby. My bad. Well, that's the same lady. No. Doing Gibby. It, right? Oh, what? Hold on. We're going to go find Gibby. ASMR? Yeah. What the hell? 
the heck is ASMR? Thank you. Thank I'm you. I'm glad you asked. Oh. Who are you? My name is Gibby. Oh, but Gibby. everyone calls me Gibby. Oh. Hi, Gibby. Is that Don't Gibby? Sorry. ASMR is an acronym standing for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Oh. What? Thank it you. It doesn't tell you much, but essentially, it's a pleasant reaction to certain stimuli, and it's believed that ASMR is something people have or don't have. You, you mean like a condition? Am I gonna die? Yes! Yes, yes you, yes, you are. are! Gibby Jibby. Yes! Thank All right, you! Alright, so for fun... <clears throat> Here's a pet store checkout with Daisy ASMR. Hello there. My name is Daisy. Welcome to the pet supply store. Now, did you find everything okay? Because it looks like you've got a lot of stuff. Now, just for so, fun, look at the amount of views on this video. I kind of doubt it. 418,000 views. <laughs> now, this, this tells me something about our society. Yeah, yes, it does. It tells you that we have it so nice that people will spend 30 minutes listening to listening to somebody. Daisy, pet. this is Daisy, and she's packing your pet supplies. You pay money for it. Mm -hmm. In a in a nice green bag with blue hair and black lipstick. Mm -hmm. But that ba that that bag helps pets do something. Oh. Ready? Okay, it's two dollars. Looking at all the stuff you have here, I assume you're gonna go ahead and buy paper. Daisy. Daisy's gone. Thank you. Well, welcome to the show. You're back in. You're back in studio again. Yes. And yes, I, was, I am. <laughs> I apologize for that derailment from the beginning. I'm just. I. It. I get. So if you want, like, to to encourage yourself to no. shoot yourself, oh, okay. go continue to search <laughs> this on the interweb. Uh, no, because because it feels like something that is uh, will go someplace dark real quick. Um, because anybody who will spend an hour doing that, listening to that, just sitting and listening to that, mm -hmm. <laughs> they have to get some kind of strong stimulus from doing that. Well, ASMR, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's like, uh, in Korea, there's a guy who makes a bunch of money, and he sits around, and he, he eats food, and people watch him eat food. Mm hmm A young guy eating food. Or they have fat women eating food mm -hmm. or whatever, and people will subscribe to see it. Now, that's some kind of weird sexual fetish going on. Mm-hmm. For a lot of it. And it seems to me that this is the same kind of thing. I don't know. I'm not going any further. <clears throat> I, You know, Godspeed, I hope. Oh, it's just so, it's so strange to me. <clears throat> it's so strange to me. This is, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Does that make me old? And. No, I think it makes you sane. Okay, thank you. Maybe. What are, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think it's outrageous, but the funny part is I, I teach a, teach, we'll call it something. We we host 
uh, a group of kids weekly from the high school. Yep. In uh, a class, so we're we're learning how to think and talk out loud. Yep. In a podcast environment, and so yep. we talk. We've been talking abortion, gun control, vaccines are coming up next week. We're we're kind of going into the, some of the taboo subjects that you're not allowed to do in school. And so the kids are having fun. Yep. Like they're they're engaged. Mm-hmm. They are exploring ideas, and when they have ideas that are ridiculous, I tend to push back on them pretty hard, and then mm-hmm. they have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And try to figure out why they their idiotic um, <clears throat> idea is right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, ASMR, they always like go back to that. And I think it's because they sit in this room and they have a microphone and the headphones and they can do this. And it's cool because they apparently are watching this crap. The kids are. Yeah. So they actually, why? the last, yesterday. Why? why? Today, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Why do they Snapchat? Why do they have to have, th- what are they called, um, streaks on Snapchat? I, I don't know what that is. A streak is when you have a contact with someone every day Oh. on Snapchat. <clears throat> Some people have over 200, and that means every day they are sending something to a, a different person. Every day, consistently. Why is that a thing? I don't know. Well... That that is so sad. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's that is so sad. Yeah, because they are doing something that is fundamentally not productive. You mean sitting and listening to someone whisper in your ear? Well, not just that, but like the streaks. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing a video game and spending eight hours playing a video game so no. you can be number one. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Completely unproductive. <clears throat> It doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you might say, "Well, my eye hand coordination is better," or whatever. Okay, regard that. You know, regardless. Yeah. There, an itch is being scratched by these things. Yeah. That the itch probably you probably would you know fifty years ago you wouldn't have even known about that itch because you would have been too busy doing other things, mm-hmm. doing productive things. Mm-hmm. And now we've gotten to the point where we have so much leisure time and and it's bizarre not to have I mean um we have it so so unbelievably easy <laughs> but see we can find those right here on our little cell phones we can get ASMR videos here and then I mean, you wear your headphones. But it's a hedonistic society. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all about me, without question. And it's all mm-hmm. about... And feeling good. Uh, I'm yeah. happy. I gotta be happy. If I'm not happy, I'm not cool. Oh. So here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, breaking news. Uh-huh. ABC News' Brian <laughs> Ross is reporting. Michael Flynn promised full cooperation to the Mueller team and is prepared to testify that as a candidate, Donald Trump directed him to make contact with the Russians. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Boy, isn't she excited. <laughs> Joy Behar, everyone, from The View. I'm confident now, even more so than I have been throughout the last year, that this nightmare presidency of Donald John Trump will end prematurely and end soon. If we discover 
that Donald Trump or his advocates played a role in helping to devise strategy. Totally. If they're the ones who came up with crooked Hillary. Crooked Hillary. I think that mm -hmm. is something that would put the question squarely on the table whether or not he should be impeached. It supposedly happened in 2013, the year Trump hosted the Miss Universe pageant in Moscow. The bombshell burst Tuesday evening when <laughs> CNN reported the president-elect and President Obama were briefed on the matter last week. The report included unsubstantiated claims that Russian intelligence compiled a dossier on Mr. Trump during visits to Moscow. He dismissed outright the very idea that he would take part in the sordid acts described in the report. He denied everything. He called it all fake news. The 35-page dossier on the so-called Russian connection to Trump, with some very salacious allegations, including unsubstantiated claims about Trump in a Moscow hotel room, was not completed until just before the election and then provided to journalists, the Clinton campaign, and the FBI. It claims that Donald Trump once visited Russia stayed in the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow, and then hired prostitutes to perform a golden shower, and that Russia might have the whole thing on tape. There were <laughs> surveillance cameras in this room because the building is wired, and that the FSB has this because they automatically have cameras in the room, and they caught this happening. Donald Trump engaged in perverted acts with prostitutes. Trump immediately denied the report. I'd like to ask you about your big Russian pee pee party. No, no, I am not talking about the pee pee. Because <laughs> it didn't happen. From there, the president-elect lit into the news media again. He condemned BuzzFeed. It's a failing pile of garbage. <laughs> Writing it, I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They and he are. accused CNN of being CNN, fake news Brian, and brushed Brian. off persistent <laughs> attempts by its correspondent question, to ask a question. Later, CNN's parent <laughs> company, Time Warner, defended its reporting, and BuzzFeed said it published what it called a newsworthy document. It <laughs> claims Trump set out to defile the suite because President Obama and the first family had once stayed there, and Trump, quote, hated the Obamas. Everything that, that I had written in the, you know, in, in the months prior to uh, that dossier coming out was almost identical to what the CIA had written because we're intelligence officers. This is what we do. That corroboration, based on intercepted communications, has given U.S. intelligence and law enforcement, quote, greater confidence in the credibility of some aspects of the dossier. The most salacious and unverified claims are that the Russian Secret Service, or FSB, secretly filmed Mr. Trump with prostitutes in this Moscow hotel room three years ago. Allegations the special counsel continues to investigate, George. I mean, so far, it is us as American citizens, it is us in the press who are connecting the dots on this story, who are figuring this out. Did the Trump campaign, <laughs> did the candidate at the heart of it, conspire with Russia to subvert American democracy? Or, and Chris Hayes, the does lesbian. Russia have some kind of leverage over Donald Trump? If this BuzzFeed News report is true, then we what? are likely oh. on our way to possible impeachment proceedings. Why? For what he did true, with some prostitutes? Impeachment proceedings. It's Trump. Uh, they hate him. Morning perjury. Yeah, it's I mean, ridiculous. No question it's an impeachable offense. And at that point, we are in high crimes and misdemeanor, and Ooh, we are help girl, you right. Go get him. Go get it, girl. Needs to be impeached. Maxine. Impeachment is the remedy. I mean, the president can't. It's the only this. remedy. The spirit of what Trump did is clearly treasonous. This is moving into perjury, false statements, 
uh, and even as a potential. <laughs> There's outright treason. I mean, there is no question. I think he's feeling the noose around his neck. The, the noose is tightening. Oh. And I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening. He feels the noose is tightening. The noose is tightening. Noose is tightening. The sound of hoofbeats of all those hoof. investigations hoof catching beats. up with Donald Pocahontas. Trump. <laughs> she knows what hoofbeats sound like. <laughs> he may be the first president uh, in quite neck. some time to face the real prospect of jail time. People might go to jail. You're uh -huh. exactly right. The yeah, the media. Lives. I think they're all going to jail. Ooh. Well, I think they're all going to end up together in prison, and maybe that's a good thing. Oh, my thing. God. He has no idea that right. he's going right. down. Right. You're confident mm -hmm. that at least some Trump associates will wind up in jail? If I was betting, I would say yes. Donald Trump has been a Russian intelligence asset <laughs> since 1987. <laughs> we are at war with wow. Russia. <laughs> the nation and all of our freedoms hang by a thread. And the military Thanks, apparatus Keith. of this country is about to be handed over to scum who are beholden to scum. Russian scum. Go get him. <laughs> so that a compilation of the media over the last two years. Hoping beyond the shadow of a doubt that Trump colluded with Russia so they could get rid of him. Tomorrow's because they hate today. him. Since May 2017, five, um, 533,074 web articles have been published about Russia and the Trump Mueller, generating 245 million interactions. Just a couple. Now, uh, you know who Glenn Greenwald is? Yeah. I got this from Mediaite. Mediaite. <clears throat> Oh, let's see. Greenwald singled out MSNBC. Uh, he was on, on Tucker. And he said, it wasn't just Howard Dean. It was continuously on MSNBC, which, let me just say, should have their top hosts on primetime go before the cameras and hang their head in shame and apologize for lying to people for three straight years, exploiting their fears to great profit. These are, gr uh, these are people who were on the verge of losing their jobs. That whole network was about to collapse. This whole scam saved them. And not only did they continuously, they constantly feed people for the three straight years total disinformation, they did it on purpose. And this, of course, in regards to uh, Trump colluding with Russia to beat Hillary and the special counsel Robert Mueller um, investigated for two plus years and came back, uh, no, nothing, nope, no evidence. Of collusion. <laughs> and the media has lost it. They, they've lost it. Um, Matt Taibbi. Matt, I think it's Matt. Mm-hmm. From Rolling Stone, right? <clears throat> um, it's official. Russiagate is this generation's WMD. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear this. But news that special prosecutor Robert Mueller is headed home without issuing new charges is a death blow for the reputation of the American news media. As has long been rumored, the former FBI chief's independent probe will result in multiple indictments and convictions, but no presidency-wrecking conspiracy charges and anything that would meet the layman's definition of collusion with Russia, with the caveat that even this news might somehow turn out to be botched, the key detail in the many stories about the end of the Mueller investigation was best expressed by the New York Times. Quote, a senior Justice Department official said that Rob, Mr. Mueller would not recommend new indictments. Attorney General William Barr sent a letter to Congress summarizing Mueller's conclusions 
The money line quoted the Mueller report, quote, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Holy cow. MSNBC became one of the biggest news outlets, if we want to call them that, in all of this. That's all they talked about. Yes, it is. I mean, Rachel Maddow, Maddow. Yeah, her ratings. Holy cow, they were huge. Really shot up. Yeah. Uh, They went then down pretty quick. I'm trying to find the breakdown. I don't have it right in front of me. Um, The... She was number one or two. Yeah. I believe her and Hannity kept bat- battling it out for the top spot. Uh-huh. And then she ended up being like the fourth or fifth just a couple of days ago in, in, in the ratings, whatever that means. But that, I mean, that's how they get paid. She's a very, very well-paid talking head mm-hmm. on the liberal side. <laughs> and everything they've been talking about, Russia, 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 Russia turned out to maybe not really be the case. Yep. And they get mad at Trump for calling him fake news. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's anything that Trump could do to satisfy him at this point. Yeah, he, yeah, they can. Well, Quit. Well, not just that. And, and actually walk into a court and say, I, I, I did it. Yeah. I'm guilty of whatever you okay. want me to be guilty Bar- of. Barring something that like that. It. But then... But then he'll do things. He'll keep, um, <clears throat> you know, poking the bear and doing things that, at least for me, I'm like, why would you tweet that? Why, why <laughs> would you tweet that? Why? It, it, I mean, I can understand how uh, people have issues with them, just because. I mean, there's absolutely no no sense of decorum. From Trump, you know, no sense of dignity in the White House or whatnot. It's, but this whole, (laughs) it's, it's like spoiled children didn't get their way. And, and (laughs) so now they're, they're doing anything they can. Mm -hmm. It's scorch earth policy, destroy everything because I didn't get my way. Well, the pencil neck. (laughs) <laughs> he got um, Madam I mean, Schiff, it's funny. by the way. It's funny that that he does some of those things, <laughs> but I I mean, it's it's annoying too because I I don't want to say that I'm a huge Trump follower. The only reason I would say I'm a Trump follower is because I despise the other point of view, the the capital or the not the capitalist but the socialist, the progressive, liberal, lunatic point of view. Despise it. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but <clears throat> um, so I'm not saying any of this because I'm a huge proponent of Donald Trump. But holy cow, I, I, it, it's like, you, it's like you're, you're watching somebody go insane <laughs> and they're documenting mm-hmm. the descent into darkness, mm-hmm. you know? So watching all these, all these, uh, liberal news stations and whatnot say what they say i think isn't isn't there anybody there who's a grown-up isn't there anybody there who who will step back and go come on now people no no because what it shows is their true colors there's oh. that song it shows that sydney La- cindy lopper <laughs> 
The true yeah. colors. Yeah. But it, it shows their true colors because all they care about is making money. And all they care about are ratings. That's it. So, so, the, the, so these cable you, news people. So do you think like uh, Rachel Maddow did it for money? Uh, if if well, No, I think she is a, well, okay. She's getting paid a lot of money, but she also, I believe, believes it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about her boss that allows her to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. She's a nut job, crazy person yeah. who keeps saying Russia, 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 Russia. Well, did you and see? Think and look look at the ratings. Look at the money pouring in. We've got great viewership. Keep it up. Well, did you True see? True or not, doesn't matter. That one uh, freelance reporter, he said that one of the editors from the New York Times called him up and tried to get him to squash a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she did it basically... For the sake of the DNC, not for the uh, uh, New York Times. Yes. So, I mean, I think that it goes above money. You know what I mean? I don't think that the end, the ultimate... So, so you don't think the people in charge of MSNBC, CNN, heck, even Fox, yeah. they they don't care about ratings and, and the dollars? No, I'm not saying that you at all. You think it's ideology for them? I, I think it's ideology number one. Ratings number two, and if they go hand in hand, that's wonderful. Mm. <clears throat> in my opinion, well, that's what we're here for. It's a different opinion, <laughs> <laughs> but just because, um, if if you look back before Trump, MSNBC's ratings were going into the toilet. Yeah, but they had the same kind of narrative, same kind of agenda that they were pushing wasn't going anywhere. If it was all about money, they might have changed their agenda more and they might have done something different. Uh, okay, Olbermann, I see what you're saying, yeah. Olbermann st- still has a job, which he shouldn't, because well, he's a who, progressive though? lunatic. With who, though? I don't know. Isn't it the dog network or something like that? I don't <laughs> <Probably>. know. <clears throat> um, uh, anyways, but... So I, I think it's in a lot... Ideology first, money second for... But for, for, Most for, for the, the people, for yeah. the suits, yeah, because I I agree that the talking heads. Now again, when you get to be that influential, and your message is getting out to that many people, you start making a ton of money. You can't tell yep. me that 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 doesn't play a factor in you continuing down the road of doing what you're doing. Yep. If you made no like if Rush Limbaugh made no money, chances of him just <laughs> carrying on, he may not do that. If Hannity made no money. If Maddow made zero money, would she continue doing the way what she's doing? I don't know. Well, she might. Uh, I don't know if that would necessarily change. I don't think Hannity would become a liberal or a no, Maddow no, 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 conservative. But, but, but you'd probably just shut up and move on. <clears throat> they might not be the the frothing at the mouth that they are. They might dial it back a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I like the fact that Tucker Carlson. I see a thing of Tucker Carlson. He, you know, he's part of the, you know, the mouthpiece, but more for, you know, obviously, conservative side. Yeah, but he's a Democrat. He, 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 he would say he's a Democrat. But I think Tucker is a Democrat. Tucker Carlson. I think he's a registered Democrat. Well, but I don't think he holds any Democrat viewpoints. His show would be boring if he did. Well, but he's always had a conservative point of view on pretty much everything. Because he started at was MSNBC, I think is where he started. I don't know. They had uh, you remember the controversy, the controversy, as the <laughs> British would say, uh, 
like in 2006, he went on um, uh, Mad Dog or one radio, uh, what's his name? Um, Mad Cow or Cow something. He was a talk show host, like on Sirius. Man Cow? Man Cow, that's it. And uh, he he, he said some things that weren't very polite and with profanity ridden. And um, I love the fact that they were uh they were trying to come down on him hard and he basically said i'm not defend- i'm not i'm not even going to talk about it cuz there's no point you just want to destroy me and the interesting thing is it kind of went away cuz you don't see a, i mean i haven't heard much in the news about him um tucker yeah tucker carlson in in reference to that trying to get rid of him in reference to that or of him losing sponsors and whatnot mm. so i wonder how much um if other people did the same thing, rather than going out and falling on a sword saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, maybe I did. Like like how Trump has done. Mm-hmm. Every time they've come up with a prostitute or what, hey, I'm a billionaire. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, you he know? doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. He's, he's, he, and people he's respect a dirt bag. that. He's yeah. a dirtbag, but he knows it and doesn't care. Yeah. And, and there's something about that you can respect where somebody's like, they really... They're not pandering to me because if they were going to pander to me, they would have apologized and yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah, there's something to respect about that. But anyways, I'm sorry for going off uh, on on the Wikipedia. Uh, Carlson stated in a 2017 interview that he registered for the Democratic Party to gain the right to vote in D.C. So it does say he's a technically a Republican now. But he had at one point registered Democrat recently. Because I know some Republicans will register as a Democrat so they can vote in Democratic primaries to soften whoever the candidate is. All right. I find it interesting, like here in South Dakota, if you run for sheriff, you have to register as like a Democrat. Or maybe they change it, but it used to be you had to... You have to to, uh, claim a party, don't declare a party. Yeah, which is... Is strange to me. It's odd because what would be the point? Why do you need? Yeah, to, like yeah. a sheriff. It doesn't matter if you're liberal or Democrat. Maybe or Democrat though, or, if you see someone that's a Democrat running for sheriff, maybe they would be less amenable to op- more broad gun laws, and maybe they would be so. So then you, you could know. But or then at that point, or maybe they're they're maybe one of they're the lying, <clears throat> or maybe they're one of the conservative Democrats. Like in in Minnesota, I'm, there's. I'm sorry, who is that? In in Minnesota, they have Colin Peterson, and he's he's a House representative for the last thirty years, and he's one of the blue dog Democrats. Mm-hmm. He's pro life, pro gun Democrat. Which now it's getting to the point where I, I don't know how you could even call yourself a Democrat. Yeah. Anyways, but so. Yeah, anyways. I just thought that was weird. Anyways, keep going. What if, uh, like, you're um, a recorder at a county? Sorry, whoops. Carry on. What if you're, like, a recorder at at a county where your only job is to make sure that things are recorded appropriately following certain laws? What difference does it make if you're a Democrat or Republican? Well, it it shouldn't. I agree. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it doesn't, but it shouldn't. Okay. I'm done. Keep going. (laughs) And I'm spent. (laughs) Less than two weeks after the Empire actor Jussie Smollett (laughs) 
pleaded not guilty to 16 counts of disorderly conduct for allegedly lying to police about a hate crime. Prosecutors have dropped charges in the case. Quote, I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of doing what I was accused of, he said after prosecutors dropped all charges. I'd like nothing more than to just get back to work and move on with my life. But make no mistakes, I will always continue to fight for the justice and equality and betterment of marginalized people everywhere. I saw... Jesse. I I um, saw a an attorney talking about this, and I thought he made a good point about this. About this. Okay, one more, one more okay. continued quote from the Sorry. guy. I want you to know that not for a moment was it in vain. I have been truthful and consistent on every single level since day one. I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I've been accused of. This has been an incredibly <laughs> difficult time. Finds out he's adopted. Honestly, one of the worst <laughs> of my entire life, but I am a man of, of a faith, of a faith, and I am a man that has knowledge of my history. And I would not bring my family, our lives, or the movement through a fire like this. I just wouldn't, he said. He also thanked prosecutors for attempting to do what's right. Mm, I am a man of faith. I am a man who has knowledge of my history, and I would not bring my family, our lives, or the movement, whatever the movement is, maybe a bowel movement, through the fire like <laughs> this. Okay, carry on. The lawyer that you heard. So anyway, Jesse, he he supposedly got in the middle of the night, in the middle of winter in Chicago, got mugged by two white guys who in turned out MAGA to be Nigerian in so, in Make America Great Trump hats. And they said this is MAGA town and or MAGA they have land. A news, supposedly, yeah, or something they like that. Strung and tried to string him up. Uh huh. Well, it turned out maybe up till now. That that was made up and that he had paid some actor friends from where? Nigeria? Yeah, they were Nigerian brothers. To do that. So black guys. Mm-hmm. Are they in whiteface? Is that racism? Would that Ooh. be a hate crime? Um. Uh. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and so then, then the, the cops nailed him for claiming fa- false uh, false report of a hate crime. Yep. 16 counts of it, whatever. Well, just a neat drop. Chicago. Obama's from Chicago. They've got friends there. Manuel Rahm. Yeah. It's mayor. Uh-huh. Dirtbag. Dirtbag, indeed. Anyway, the lawyer you heard listening t- talking about it? Oh, uh, people are outraged that they drop the charges. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what he said, mm-hmm. and um, I know that county attorneys, district attorneys, whatnot, they have they have a budget it's not like they have a unlimited money to I mean they could prosecute everything but they they so would they run out of money. Choose. They have to pick and choose which which things that they're going to um go to trial um which ones they're going to settle out of court stuff like that. <clears throat> and he said if the district attorney and I I I think it's reasonable. If the district attorney came out and said, "Okay, we see what what happened here, but um, we have all these other pending trials. We have a budget, and all these other other trials are with charges, are uh, you know violent crimes and and whatnot. And we have to prioritize what we're going to focus on. And because he's from Chicago, he's done a lot for the city. We have decided that 
you know, all there's still probable cause, but we're not going to pursue. Yeah, it. Yeah, we're not going to pursue ah. it. You know, rather if, than exonerate the guy. Yeah, essentially. Ba- basically just dropping it, not saying a mm. word, and walking away it makes it look dirty. Mm-hmm. And it probably, I mean, you know, Chicago, so it probably was dirty. Yeah. But if they would have come out and said that, people might might have disagreed with their um, decision, but nobody would have said necessarily out of hand that it was, it was corrupt, political, corrupt and, yeah. or political. Mm-hmm. In a blistering condemnation of the dismissal of all 16 felony charges against Jussie Smollett, the Illinois Prosecutors Bar Association Ooh. has accused state attorney Kim Fox and her office of having, quote, fundamentally misled the public about the circumstances surrounding the dismissal of the case. The backlash against the decision Tuesday by Fox's office to suddenly drop all charges in the high-profile hoax hate crime case continues to mount. On Wednesday, the the National District Attorneys Association, which represents prosecutors across the country, released a statement detailing what Fox's office did wrong. On Thursday, the IPBA, which serves as the voice for nearly 1,000 frontline prosecutors across the state of Illinois, issued its own even more directly accusatory statement. Quote, the events of the past few days regarding the Cook County State's attorney's handling of the Jesse Smollett case is not condoned by the IPBA, nor is it representative of the honest ethical work prosecutors provide to the citizens of the state of Illinois on a daily basis. The manner in which this case was dismissed was abnormal and unfamiliar to those who practice law in criminal courthouses across the state. The association continues, prosecutors, defense attorneys, and judges alike do not recognize the arrangement Mr. Smollett received. Even more problematic, the state's attorney and her representatives have fundamentally misled the public on the law and circumstances surrounding the dismissal. Among the fundamentally misleading statements Fox and her office have made to the public, falsely claiming that she had recused herself, which would require appointing a special prosecutor, which she failed to do, keeping the decision in-house and thus still influenced by her. She has also falsely informed the public that that, um, the uncontested sealing of the criminal court case was mandatory under Illinois law, a claim which is not accurate. The prosecutors also point to the still unexplained emergency hearing that resulted in the decision which was compounded which has compounded the appearance of impropriety lastly the state's attorney has claimed this arrangement is available to all defendants and not a new or unusual practice there has even been an implication it was done in accordance with a statutory diversion program these statements are plainly misleading and inaccurate Mm. then I saw this article yesterday appearing Thursday evening on the Fox News channel. Former former Deputy Assistant Attorney General John Yu told host Lara Ingraham that Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox could serve up to 20 years in prison if convicted of corruption for her handling of the Justice Smollett case. <laughs> wow. Well... I yeah. mean that that's extreme clearly. Yeah. But Yeah. Well, yeah. But most of these charges and whatnot, they are at the discretion of a prosecuting attorney, you know, or the office, right, yeah. district attorney office. Yeah. 
most of them are elected. So, I mean, just a, I suppose not every, you know, a, a horrific crime, it's probably not going to get, typically get political, but stuff like this, you know it's going to get political. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing with uh, Aunt Becky <clears throat> <laughs> getting a million dollar bail. Yeah. And in, um, uh, <laughs> you'll find that uh, information reference from last episode. Uh, you know, one of these two things are not like the other. Um, uh, there's Aunt Becky who uh, tried to bribe to get her kids on a, on a, uh, whatchamacallit, a rowing team. Tried, she did, correct? Yeah. Versus uh, a man who, uh, a father who was charged with murder of his toddler. Okay. So imagine Aunt Becky mm-hmm. trying to get her kids spending mm-hmm. half a million dollars of her own money to get her kids onto a college uh, rowing team versus a man who killed his daughter, two-year-old daughter. They both have $1 million bail. Mm, that's similar. Yeah. So which, you know, one of these is not like the other. <laughs> wow. So you can't tell me that Aunt Becky's mm-hmm. wasn't a political decision. Right. It was, we're, you know, we're, they're trying to make somebody look bad. Um, and just like that, I mean, with this, I, I'm just surprised that she didn't think. I mean, what kind of bubble does she live in that she wouldn't think that people would be outraged. Well, that's a great question. I mean, these things come out. You would have to absolutely think that you are God. Yeah. For to to not realize that it's going to look really 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 bad. bad. And if you're that stupid, why are <laughs> why you Why are you there in that yeah, job? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe they promised her tickets to Hamilton or something like that, the, the musical. Remember Stormy Daniels? Uh, yes. <laughs> Remember the guy that brought her yes. forward, her lawyer? Yeah. Michael Avenatti. Who? You Who? know, I don't know. There's something about him that just seems a little slimy. I mean, you never Why? know. Why? <laughs> I haven't heard anything else. Why? He Have you char- heard something? He was charged on Monday, last Monday, what, with what prosecutors said was an attempt to, quote, shake down Nike Incorporated for over $20 million. So, is but isn't that what the Southern Poverty... Center law center law center does every single day. No, um, uh, what is it? it it's a, uh, Al Sharpton's club and, and oh um, yeah, oh, and, and Jesse, Jesse Jackson. Jackson's. Yeah. Um, what's the name of that? Rainbow Coalition. The Rainbow yeah. Coalition. I mean, they do it all the time. Totally. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Avenatti, who was also hit with separate embezzlement and fraud charges <laughs> in L.A., was arrested in New York. A federal magistrate judge ordered Avenatti, who was forty-eight, released on three hundred thousand dollars bond. There you go. <laughs> During a hearing in U.S. District Court in New York. And so, I, okay, this is what I don't get. Uh, so he's less of a flight risk than Aunt Becky. <laughs> okay. The guy who's actively trying to go after the president. Yeah. 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 A subdued Avenatti appeared in the courtroom wearing a dark gray suit and sitting with federal public defenders. Quote, when due process occurs, I will be fully exonerated and justice will prevail, he said. Prosecutor said Avenatti and another lawyer, who was not named in the court papers, 
which I believe that guy was the lawyer for Jesse Smollett, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, Boy, this is... Met with Nike's attorneys on March 19th and told them they had a client, a former amateur coach, who had evidence Nike employees had bribed top high school players to play for Nike-sponsored college teams. Now, that's funny because Oregon is a Nike... <laughs> extremely Nike-sponsored college team, whatever that's worth. Uh, the other lawyer, an unnamed co-conspirator, was identified by the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, citing sources as high-profile Los Angeles attorney and CNN contributor Mark Garagos. Ooh. Garagos did not respond to a request by Reuters for comment. A spokeswoman for CNN said he was no longer with the network. According to the criminal complaint, Avenatti told Nike he, he would go public unless it paid his client $1.5 million and hired him and the other lawyer to conduct an internal investigation for between 15 and $25 million. He also offered to accept a $22.5 million payment for his silence. You know what? I'll be quiet for a million dollars. That's it. I mean, $500,000 i will be quiet for. So what? Hello? Nike? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> but no, the, the other guy was Jesse Smollett's lawyer. Wow. It's not talked about in the article. Wow. That's... Oh, never mind. Farther down. Garagos, who has represented celebrities such as Michael Jackson, Winona Ryder, and is currently defending the actor Jesse Smollett. <laughs> So what is this? He gets off and then his lawyer gets wrapped up in an extortion scheme? Well, I mean, they are Oh, the attorneys. webs we weave. Well, th this is true. Yes, very much. <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> it's just insane is what it is. Totally <clears throat> insane. What? 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 This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com This is March 30 Two days away from April From the joke day Are you ready for the joke day? Yeah, what's You got a joke? That's April 1st I don't know Oh, okay You don't have one No, not right now Whatever <laughs> DavidAllenShow.com Maxine Waters Ooh Yeah, that's a joke Excellent. Excellent. So I, I saw this, and I don't know what to think about it, and it's kind of video heavy, so uh, it's... Well, we'll explain it as we go. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that, but too. the Pope. Yeah. The Pope. The Holy One, shall we say. I wonder if he said psych every time. I, you know, I wonder. <laughs> um, he just learned this. Uh, maybe... Um, let's see. A di quote, disturbing video. Pope Francis refuses to let Catholic faithful kiss his papal ring. Now that's odd. How I mean, is is that a thing? When the Pope is there, you just get to kiss know. his kiss his ring. I, it must be. I don't know. So then, okay, conspiracy theory. Ooh, is this uh, a a double? To the oh, Pope? it's not actually Francis. Yeah, so... It's Francine. 
So maybe it's not the Pope, but he's still uh, um, a good Catholic. Oh my god! I don't know, but it's kind of nuts. As you watch the video, yeah. you can actually search for it on the interweb. Which of, is of, strange. Uh, the Pope refusing to let the faithful kiss his ring. As they bend down to do it, he jerks his hand away. Nope, just kidding. And I think it'd be funny if he did say psych, and maybe he is yeah. in his native tongue of, <laughs> of conspiracy and... Maybe, nope, just kidding. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe he uh, so, maybe he didn't have time to wash his hands. The so. thing I want to know, though, like what exactly what the heck? do the people think? And and the way he does it, he, I mean, it's it's a violent jerk away from uh, when he when they come in. Yeah, it's like yeah, just yeah, no, stop it. Oh, it's weird. Or, or now on a positive positive side. Perhaps if you think that he's a wonderful pope, he doesn't want to die. No, he's thinking I'm not worthy. Don't you know you shouldn't kiss my ring because I'm just like you. Then don't stand up there and let people bow to you. Oh, right. Well, because well, the, they're bowing down. Bow to bow to us. <laughs> bow to him, the queen of pudescence. You sound like Jiminy. Uh, uh, whatever, Jiminy Clicket or whatever. Come on, it's from the Princess Bride. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, but so what? What was the uh, exclamation or explanation for why? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. The uh, a bishop's ring is a sign of his marriage to the diocese over which he rules. Conferred during the rite of consecration, the Episcopal ring has was historically regarded as emblematic of the mystical betrothal of the bishop to his church. The formula used in the rite of conse- consecration of a bishop when he is invested with his ring is laden with such symbolism. According to the rite, the principal consecrator places the ring on the ring finger of the new bishop's right hand, saying, Take this ring, the seal of your fidelity. With faith and love, protect the Bride of Christ, His Holy Church. The formula dates back to the first millennium. According to the Council of Nicaea, a bishop was not to be moved from his diocese due to the nuptial meaning of the episcopacy. Yeah, episcopacy. Yeah, deserting the church to which he was consecrated and transferring himself to another diocese was regarded as tantamount to adultery. That's intriguing. No wonder they've shushed all the uh, corruption or all the uh, the uh, molestations and all the evil because yeah. oh we can't have our bishops committing adultery with the church we're just gonna abuse little boys that, that I don't yeah that's a that's another thing um because then you get into stuff like the uh, the Eucharist and the the Catholic belief that it becomes the actual body and blood of Jesus oh yeah 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 and this the is only why person the, this who is can why do it the, as a priest. Yeah, and that's why he gets to drink it all at the end. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because and you can't, you can't throw it away. You can't, you know, um, because it's actually Jesus' Christ's blood. Yeah, oh, blood brother. and body, and it's essential because you're partaking in 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 his body and blood in order to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mass is essential. So it's all wrapped up in in a lot of that. Um, it's, it's, it's a strange, it's a strange doctrine that isn't found in the Bible. And I just, I, it's one of those things where I just don't get 
I just don't get why people believe about the Eucharist. I just don't get it. I just don't get why they place such um, reverence to priests and the Pope, because it's not based upon any biblical text. It's based upon tradition, and, and it, it's just strange to me. Do you know what I mean? I do, absolutely. Um, you're not Catholic, are you? <laughs> Well, you're part of the one Catholic church, though. The, the one. one. <laughs> the universal church. Ah. Uh, that's different. Are you ready? That's the question. Are you ready? Oh, but uh, did we find out? No, they didn't say. Oh. Ready? Oh. Yep. <laughs> During a town hall on MSNBC on Friday, that's yesterday, um, Representative... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez stated that the Green New Deal isn't just about climate, but is also about the economy and social and racial justice. She added that the U.S. has, quote, confronted this type of stagnation and this type of systematic threat before during the Great Depression, World War II, and the Cold War by mobilizing the economy. Mobilizing the economy... Host, the lesbian, Chris Hayes, asked, The first big issue you're going you're doing is the Green New Deal. So why this issue front and center first thing? What connects you to it? Ocasio Cortez began by answering, So this issue is not just about our climate, just first first and foremost, we need to save ourselves. Period. She continued, but how I access this issue is that I started looking at all of our problems. We have runaway income inequality. We are at one of our most unequal points, economically speaking, in American history. We are dealing with a crisis of how our economy is even made up. Our economy is increasingly financialized, which means we are making profits off of interest, off of leasing your phone, off of doing all these things, but we aren't producing and we aren't innovating in the way we need to as an economy. And I also was looking at, at our issues of social justice, social and racial justice, of which we are, which has a nexus here in the Bronx. And what I started thinking about to myself was, listen, we're looking at all of these issues, Medicare for all, a living wage, tuition-free public colleges and universities, and there's this this false idea that we need to put them all in a line and say do this or do that and then I started to realize that this are not these are not different problems these are all part of the same problem she added in the past we've confronted this type of stagnation and this type of systematic threat as a country first of all we've been here before We've been here before with the Great Depression. We've been here before with World War II, even the Cold War. And the answer has been an ambitious and directed mobilization of the American economy to direct and solve our problem, our biggest problem. And historically speaking, we have mobilized our entire economy around war. And I think to myself, it doesn't have to be that way, especially when our greatest existential threat is climate change. <laughs> AOC of the week, everybody. Holy cow. She just blathers on, and what I realized in that, oh, I was thinking to myself, and I told myself, now listen, what could it be? <laughs> I don't want a politician. Oh, I was just talking to myself the other day, and I had this conversation, and the conversation inside my head. And it was weird, because I had, like, a little angel on one of my shoulders, and a little devil on the other one, and the totally. angel's like, we gotta fix this, and the devil's saying, like, no, we don't gotta fix this, and I wasn't sure. 
Yes, yes. And then the Senate had the nerve, the nerve, to actually bring the Green New Deal up for vote. <laughs> Was it close? Was it close? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is from PJ Media, which is, you know, that's, yeah, I don't believe it's left. Uh, as all decent and reasonable people know by now, we only have 12 years left to save the planet from the devastation of global climate warming change. By 2031, it will be too late. Huma- humanity will be doomed. We must act now. Now! Now! Now? Well, I mean, maybe not right this minute. The GOP's whole game is a, t- a tweet from AOC March 23rd. Today, by the way, March 30. I think I said that already. Uh, the GOP's whole game of wasting votes in Congress to target others on the record for leg they have no intent to pass, I think legislation, uh, is a disgrace. Stop wasting the American people's time. Plus, learn the go- to govern. Our jobs aren't um, for campaigning. Really. And that's exactly what these bluff votes are for. How dare Mitch McConnell hold a vote on Ocasio-Cortez proposal? Um, She says again on the Twitter, These are flood risk maps of this year. The time to have already begun implementing the Green New Deal was a year ago. The next best time is now. It's far less costly to get shovels in the ground now before disaster. just transitions, infra investment, and good dignified jobs. What's a dignified job? It's a job that's not un- undignified. Oh, it's perfect. Good. Yeah. Another Twitter from from the AOC. Gotta love how the same folks who tolerate plus acquiesce to building a medieval wall along the entire U.S. southern border as a non-evidence-based solution for a crisis that doesn't exist are now suddenly concerned that pursuing a national response to climate change is unrealistic. If history has taught us anything... It's that it's that walls don't work and socialism does. Just look at the evidence. Oh, I think it also teaches you that um, people don't uh, remember history. How could she be wrong about this? Just look at all these those likes and retweets she gets. As a wise woman once said, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, <laughs> and semantically correct than about being morally right. That actually was AOC. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> AOC of the week. She's a winner. So uh, they voted. The Senate voted. Uh, and it kind of failed pretty miserably. Huh. But it wasn't 100 to 0. Oh, 57 to present. <laughs> the U.S. Senate Republicans on Tuesday defeated the Green New Deal resolution... Well, surely the 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 people that sponsored it voted for it, voted yes for it. Would that be Markey? Was he one of the principal sponsors, Ed Markey? Was he from Vermont? Was he the Vermont senator? Because, I mean, if you're going to sponsor it, of course you're going to, you know, be one of its biggest supporters, right? This story from Reuters, March 26th. Washington, Reuters, U.S. Senate Republicans on Tuesday defeated the Green New Deal resolution that called for tackling climate change by moving the United States off of fossil fuels, while Democrats said the vote was a political stunt on an issue that will not die. 
The vote was 57 against the resolution in the 100-member chamber, with 43 Democrats voting present, avoiding an up-or-down vote. Republicans won over over Democratic Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, and one independent Senator Angus King, who usually votes with that party. The Green New Deal introduced last month by Democrats marked an initial attempt to define legislation to create government-led investments in clean energy like wind and solar power, infrastructure, and social programs. Democrats have said the plan, which is backed by most of the party's presidential candidates, was designed to spur debate during the 2020 campaign. Also, it is about campaigning, AOC. (laughs) That is the point. On the intricate problem of how to tackle climate change while boosting the economy, not to force the party to take sides in a quick vote. But Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell forced a vote before the plan had the chance for a national debate or hearings. And that, as, as uh, last, um, what's today? As on Thursday's episode of the No Agenda Show talks about, that was the goal. That's what they wanted. They weren't, because the point, Dvorak brought it up. The point of you introduce a bill or whatever it is, and then it goes through committees and those committees are like hearings and there's, you know, you have witnesses and all the stuff and people get to blather on about what they like about it and what's terrible about it. So you get a lot of stuff out and all of that. So you can get this bill to where it's usable and put it on the Senate for a vote. That's the goal. So by doing the vote right away, it just ends the whole debate. So no more debate. Because all the committees are designed (laughs) to get it to the floor. So McConnell (laughs) said... Let's just take it to the floor. And they're mad because now they didn't get a chance to talk about it and have this television camera. Oh, my goodness. Is that genius. Yes, that was brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the other nice thing about it, nobody's going to... Nobody's going to be a, be outraged by it. Well, now they can't bring it up in committee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and most people don't know the the uh, procedures and whatnot. No. So, oh, that's funny. And so they're mad. <laughs> they're mad at how dare how dare he bring it up for a vote. <laughs> but now, but now we're still in the AOC block. But now she claims to be the target of death threats. And she blames the right-wing media. AOC, as she is commonly called in the media, said in an interview with the New York Daily News that she has been the target of death threats, which she says come as a result of right-wing news coverage. The recently minted Congress member said in the interview that she receives calls at her office every day from people who say they would like to see her dead. It's very clear that when right-wing media starts to heat up, that's directly correlated to the amount of violent targeted threats we get, she said. So there's there's hundreds of people out there that are willing to call a number, (laughs) I don't know, from their cell phone, (laughs) from their whole phone, to say, I want you dead. There's just tons of people. Apparently. No, 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 no. She gets calls every day. Every day. So calls so it's plural maybe two so two two, two a day, a day. <laughs> yeah uh, there's uh, there's clearly a correlation between the intensity of Fox News and Breitbart and all those folks and the amount of <laughs> threats that we get it's a pretty regular thing so we just have to be super vigilant of course she could be wrong and it could and it would be far from the first time in fact AOC has a history of running her mouth and saying. 
brainless things. For example, she recently tweeted, quote, 21 trillion of Pentagon financial transactions could not be traced, documented, or explained. <laughs> 21 trillion. 21 T in Pentagon accounting errors. Medicare for all costs 32 T. That means 66% of Medicare for all could have been funded already by the Pentagon, and that's before our premiums. Is Did she... She tweeted that? Yeah. She might have missed it. She might have been wrong, perhaps. Maybe she, she thought to put M or B instead of a T. Pro- but, but even but then... T sounds so big. The the Pentagon budgets, annual budgets, like six or seven hundred billion. Yeah. So it even if you put a B trillion. there, it didn't... Yeah, no. <laughs> <clears throat> In fact, as some pointed out, she was off by roughly $21 trillion. (laughs) Other gaffes from the freshman congresswoman have included saying that, quote, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. She suggested that, quote, just last year we gave the military a $700 billion budget increase, (laughs) which they didn't even ask for. Clearly not knowing that the whole Pentagon budget totals $716 billion. She also said wrongly that Immigration and Customs Enforcement is, quote, required to fill 34,000 beds with detainees every single night, and that number has only been increasing since 2009. Wow. But again, I mean, she's... And in people fact, aren't concerned about being, people being factual. In fact, right. <laughs> not factually correct, just morally right. Yeah. So she's morally That's right. That's what matters. Okay. AOC of the week, everybody. Yeah. You know, because there's hungry people. Mm-hmm. Yes, so much. So much and hungry. And for the first time in her life, just a month ago, she got insurance. Yeah, she's, uh, she's a yeah. year ago. Yeah. A year ago, she was, um, she was waiting, wait, waitressing at tables. At a taco bar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyway. She's so courageous. hmm Yeah. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show again. I got... <laughs> Apparently, Obama warned the young Democrats that their liberal policies are a little too costly. So, maybe back off a little bit. Huh? AOC ain't you listening. Yeah, that's why, uh, like, uh, occasionally coherent. Cortex. Um, yeah. Um, that's why I don't think that anybody should ever fear her. Ever fear her. Because um, the people that you have to fear are the, the people that are calculating. Oh, that are you allowing her to take the ball way well, to the other side well, of the field. But, like, yeah. what, what Obama said... What Obama said there uh-huh. is somebody who understands this isn't something that you can just flip a switch. Right. You can't change everything on a dime. If you're going to do it, you have to be calculating. You have to be moving forward. You have to, you know, it's it's a aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. It's not a speedboat. <clears throat> and um, so she has the naivete of a young person, but she also has the arrogance and lack of humility, which 
doesn't allow her to listen to reason or anything. But she's not. I mean, I don't think that anybody should fear her or her, or her type. Her directly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than. But it would be the people, like you said, behind that the, are the, using that are her. Calculating what they yes. can get done yes. in her wake. Absolutely. Yeah. You dropped a bomb on me, the Get Band. Here on the David Allen Show. Uh, do you remember the New Zealand just had a shooting a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yep. Um, did you read the manifesto that got released? No. It's kind of fascinating. By the guy who did the shooting? Well, supposedly, yes. Or... Yeah. Now, there were a few people kind of involved with that or uh, Initially, there were several that got arrested or whatever. Uh-huh. Turned out one guy apparently did all the shootings. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so in his manifesto, there is a key, like like a, a ask me anything kind of Q and A segment built into it, which is like kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a fact. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're kind of fun. Adam Curry actually marked the pro, the thing up fantastically, so I'm borrowing his marked up copy. Uh huh. Um, so I we have it. It's fantastic. Um, who are you? Question. Uh, just an ordinary white man, 28 years old, born in Australia to a working-class, low-income family. My parents are of Scottish, Irish, and English stock. I had a regular childhood without any great issues. I had little interest in educa- education during my schooling, barely achieved a passing grade. I did not attend university as I had no great interest in anything offered in the universities to study. I worked for a short term, short time, before making some money investing in Bitcoin, mm-hmm, and then used the money from the investment to travel. More recently, I've been working part-time as a kebab removalist. I'm just a regular white man from a regular family who decided to take a stand and ensure a future for my people. Uh, Why did you carry out the attack? Um, To take revenge on the invaders for the hundreds of thousands of deaths caused by foreign invaders in the European lands throughout history. To take revenge for the thousands of European lives lost to terror attacks throughout European lands. To directly reduce immigration rates to European lands by intimidating and physically removing the invaders themselves. To agitate the political enemies of my people into action. To cause them to overextend their own hand and experience the eventual and inevitable backlash as a result. To incite violence, retaliation, and further divide between the European people and the invaders currently occupying European soil. To agitate the political enemies of my people into action. To overextend their own hand and experience the eventual backlash. To show the effect of direct action, lighting a path forward for those that wish to follow. A path for those that wish to free their ancestors' land from the invaders' grasp and to be a beacon for those who wish to create a lasting culture, to create an atmosphere of free of fear and change in which drastic, powerful, and revolutionary action can occur. To add momentum to the pendulum swings of history, further destabilizing and polarizing um, the currently nihilistic, hedonistic, individualistic insanity that has taken control of Western thought. 
Finally, to create conflict between the two ideologies within the United States on the ownership of firearms in order to further the social, cultural, political, and racial divide within the United States. <clears throat> this conflict over the Second Amendment and the attempted removal of firearms rights will ultimately result in a civil war that will eventually balkanize the U.S. along political and cultural and, most importantly, racial lines. Um, what, hmm. what do you want? This seems very coherent <laughs> for, for <a> an guy. <laughs> uneducated 28-year-old yeah. guy. Mm -hmm. What do you very want? Very articulate. Yeah. Uh, we must ensure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Okay. What was the particular event or reason you decided to commit to a violent attack? Uh, there was a period of time two years prior to the attack uh, that dramatically changed my views. Blah, blah, blah. Then going down farther. I was traveling on a tourist, as a tourist in Western Europe at the time, France, Spain, Portugal, and others. The first event that began to change was the terror attack in Stockholm um, on the 7th of April, 17, which was another terror attack in the seemingly never-ending attacks that have been occurring on a regular basis throughout my adult life. Um, I can no longer ignore the attacks. They were attacks on my people, attacks on my culture, attacks on my faith, attacks on my soul. They would not be ignored. Uh, going out farther... Why? We'll see. <laughs> Are you part of any political groups or movements? I am not a direct member of any organization or group, though I have donated to many nationalist groups and have interacted with many more. Did the group you support or align with order or promote your attack? No. No group ordered my attack. I make the decision myself. Though I did contact the reborn Knights Templar for a blessing in support of the attack, which was given. Uh, did you carry out the attack for fame? And this is, of course, the news media and the well, primer over there in New Zealand. We're not we going to name say him. the man's name. We're not going to give him that. <clears throat> did you do it for fame? He says, no. Carrying out an attack for fame would be laughable. After all, who can remember the name of the attackers in the September 11th attack in New York? How about the attack on the Pentagon? The attacks, the attackers in the plane that crashed in the field on the same day. I will be forgotten quickly which I do not mind. After all, I'm a private and mostly introverted person. But the aftershock of my actions will ripple for years to come, driving political and social discourse, creating the atmosphere of or fear and change that is required. Why did you target those people? They were an obvious, visible, and large group of invaders from a culture with higher fertility rates higher social trust and strong, robust traditions that seek to occupy my people's lands and ethnic, eth ethnically replace my own people. Uh, why did you choose to use firearms? I could have chosen any weapons or means. Uh, a TATP-filled rental van, household flower, uh, a method of dispersion and an ignition source, a ball-peen hammer and wooden shield, blah, blah, blah. I had the will and I had the resources. I chose firearms for the effect it would have on social discourse, the extra media coverage they would provide, and the effect it would give it would have on politics of United States and thereby the political situation of the world. The U.S. is torn into many factions by its Second Amendment along state, social, cultural, and most importantly, racial lines. 
With enough pressure, the left wing within the U.S. will seek to abolish the Second Amendment. And the right wing within the U.S. will seek will see this as an attack on their very freedom and liberty. This attempted abolishment of rights by the left will result in a dramatic polarization of the people in the U.S. and eventually a fracturing of the U.S. along cultural and racial lines. Did, did you, do you personally hate Muslims? A Muslim man or woman living in their homelands? No. A Muslim man or woman choosing to invade our lands, live on our soil, and replace our people? Yes, I dislike them. I own, the only Muslim I truly hate is the convert. Those from our own people that turn their backs on their heritage, turn their backs on their cultures, and turn their back on their traditions, and became blood traitors to their own race. These I hate. Uh, do you believe those who attacked who you attacked were innocent? Um, there are no innocents in an invasion. All those who colonize other people's lands share guilt. Did you commit the attack to receive media coverage and to propagate your own writings, beliefs, ideals? No, the attack was an end in itself with all the necessary effect required. Uh, these, writing, <laughs> these writings and their coverage are just a bonus. Uh, do you intend to survive the attack? Yes, but death was a definite possibility. These situations are chaotic and virtually impossible to control, no matter the planning. Survival was a better alternative to death in order to further spread my ideals by media coverage and to deplete resources from the state by my own imprisonment. Uh, was the attack racist in origin? Fertility rates are innately tied to race, so yes, they are. They, there was a racial component to the attack. Was the attack xenophobic in origin? Fertility rates are cultural. There is no denying that. So there was a war of cultures being fought by the invaders, and my attack was a response to this, though I hold no great fear or distrust of other peoples. Was the attack anti-immigration in origin? Yes, beyond all doubt, anti-immigration, anti-ethnic replacement, and anti-cultural replacement. Uh, was the attack anti-diversity in origin? No, the attack was not an attack on diversity, but an attack in the name of diversity. To ensure diverse peoples remain diverse, separate, unique, um, undiluted, in unrestrained, in culture or ethnic expression and autonomy. To ensure that the peoples of the world remain true to their traditions and faiths and do not become watered down and corrupted by the influence of outsiders. The attack was to ensure a preservation of beauty, art, and tradition. In my mind, a rainbow is only beautiful to do its variety of colors, mix the colors together, and you destroy them all, and they are gone forever, and the end result is far from anything beautiful. If you, if you survive, do you intend to go to trial? Yes, and to plead not guilty. The attack was a partisan action against an occupying force, and I am a lawful uniformed combatant were there other targets planned in your attack many one thing that can be said about the current state of the west is that we live in a target rich environment traitors and enemies abound uh, were or are you a racist yes by definition as i believe racial differences exist between peoples and they have a great impact on the way we shape our societies i also believe fertility rates are part of those racial differences and that the immigrants in our lands with high fertility must be forced out to ensure the existence of our race. So yes, I am a racist. 
These are his words. Um, were or are you Islam an, an Islamophobe? No, I am not afraid of Islam. Only that due to its high fertility rates, it will grow to replace other peoples and faiths. Uh, are you a Nazi? No, actual Nazis do not exist. They haven't been a political or social force anywhere in the world for more than 60 years. Are you an anti-Semite? No, a Jew living in Israel is no enemy of mine, so long as they do not seek to subvert or harm my people. Uh, are you a conservative? No, conservatism is corporatism in disguise. I want no part of it. Are you a Christian? That's complicated. When I know, I'll tell you. Are you a fascist? Yes, for once. The person that will be called a fascist is an actual fascist. <laughs> I am sure the journalists will love that. I mostly agree with Sir Oswald Mosley's views and consider myself an eco-fascist by nature. The nation with the closest political and social values to my own is the People's Republic of China. Oh, man. <laughs> um, let's see, it goes back down. Are you allowed to... Were or are you a supporter of Donald Trump? <laughs> As a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose? Sure. As a policymaker and a leader? Dear God, no. Uh, let's see. <laughs> That's There's a lot more in this, but um, I kind of... Oh, here we go. Um, if convicted, do you expect to stay in prison? Yes, until I am either killed, released, or enough time passes and the greater situation is an obvious defeat of our people, then I will commit suicide, happy in the knowledge I did my best to prevent the death of my race. Uh, why do you believe you will be released from prison? I do, not just, I do not just expect to be released, but I also expect an eventual Nobel Peace Prize, as was awarded to the terrorist Nelson Mandela once his own people achieved victory and took power. I expect to be freed in 27 years from my incarceration, the same number of years as Mandela for the same crime. I guess I don't know as much about Mandela's crimes. Um, I know he was the African National Congress. They would kill a lot of people. The ANC. Mm -hmm. One thing they would do is they would necktie people, <clears throat> which is you would take a, a wire. No, you oh. would take a um. Uh, Rubber a, tire. A rubber tire around their, put it around their neck, fill it with like kerosene, light on fire. Oh, yikes. Kill people. Um, his wife was just vile, a vile per Winnie Mandela. Um, yeah, so he wasn't. How like, come he's referred to in some circles as nonviolent? Oh, uh, because they. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't Cause know. Because he was in prison. Is that yeah. revisionist history? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm intrigued by this. Now, again, I'm not at all advocating running about and just shooting down innocent people. But I'm intrigued with his logic. Like, the yeah. idea, and, and I, I think it's worth talking about, is it wrong to want to keep cultures separated? Or but, should we have to blend everything together no matter what? But here's the thing. He, he talks races, not cultures, though, primarily. I mean, he brings up cultures that some... Uh, the uh, 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 propagation of yeah, children. Yeah, but he talks but yeah, more I think race, the race is white people. For, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's I think one of the biggest problems when they talk racism, mm -hmm. they're they're talking culture, not races. Mm. 
So something, it, I mean, it, it's like homophobia. Nobody's nobody's afraid that, you know, a gay person's going to run, run up to you, kiss you, and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> right. going to yeah. want to marry a, somebody of the same sex. It's if you don't agree with the lifestyle, you're a homophobia. If you don't agree with the current progressive, um, you know, diversity crowds mm-hmm. and whatnot, you're a racist. But it should be, in my opinion, it's about culture. What culture should we have? What should our culture look like? Because this is the whole thing is a culture war. Mm. But then they're just trying to change the, um, you know, the words that you use, the definitions of terms to make it seem like you're trying to make you seem like you're a Nazi or you're a member of the Ku Klux Klan to shut you up. Mm -hmm. But it's all about culture. Like I remember I was on a a radio, I used to go on the radio all the time to talk about certain things. And um, (laughs) I mentioned something about the Somalian culture to somebody, you know, not while we were on air, but beforehand. And um, he goes, well, that was really racist. And I said, that wasn't racist. That was, it's a, it's, it's cultural. Mm, yeah. So you're, you're telling me that there's no difference between cultures. So you wouldn't have any problem at all moving to, to Somalia and living in that culture. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it has nothing to do with how much melatonin or whatever you have in your, in your skin. It has everything to do with how you live your life. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you that the vast majority of conservatives would have no problem whatsoever living in a neighborhood filled with people of all different races if all of them uh, held conservative views. Mm. They'd have no problem with it. Now, some of them, you know, you'd have, you, of course, you'd have some people that didn't trust people of a di- another color or whatever because they never grew up with them or they something happened in the past or whatever. But it's the same way as, um, you know... Uh, People have uh, latent discrimination about a lot of things. You mm-hmm. might have latent discrimination about people who have goatees because you knew somebody who had a goatee and he was a real jerk. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> you have latent and and um, unconscious uh, discrimination about a lot of things that you have to work through. But as a rule, I don't think anybody would have any problem with somebody of a different race living as long as they held the same values as you held mm-hmm. now. Okay. So all of a sudden that's no longer a racial thing. That's a value thing. That's a cultural thing. And that's what we should be talking about, but they don't want to talk about that. And you see it all the time. You know, you bring up culture or whatever, and people say racist. It's mm. like a knee-jerk thing. And they've done their job. They've gotten people to, to not think about issues or to label things a certain thing or to use the word homophobia yeah. because you don't like, you know, will and grace or something like that. And so, but for him, I thought it it was very much more specific uh, uh color thing well it, it it's possibly that but in reading that it's it's the 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 invader concept the infiltration mm-hmm. of other cultures and, and the fertility rate concept mm-hmm. so the let's for example the muslim world their fertility rate is way higher mm-hmm. than the western yep. white world yep 
So idea. So I guess the idea they'll they'll move in, and they'll just rabbits, the less educated. Yeah. Well, the point is they move in and then they take over just by sheer number, mm-hmm. and I and that it's what it sounds like is some of the motivation to we you know it, I guess his idea we shouldn't be forced to give up our culture norms. Yep. Just be in in the name of like inclusion and keep make keeping everything diverse. I I think the picture of a rainbow as the colors are side by side, but when you mix them all together, it's gone again. So the, now I it, would it's agree. an intriguing concept. I would agree when it comes to culture. Mm-hmm. Like if you mix all the cultures together, you're destroying all the cultures. Sure, yeah, and and because th- th- that I think is is that's what but, I got in a little at a lot of this. Yeah, is is the idea that that one thought one way of living is going to move over here and then just grow and then take over move over here and grow and take over and look at europe it's doing that i mean france is burning down mm-hmm. sweden yeah mm-hmm. i mean london it's yeah. it, it, it's no longer what it used to be yeah and it's because they have um encouraged i guess mass immigration from the middle east you know, and maybe for good causes, you know, when people are hurting, so we're bring them in. Yeah, it's but, not for but good But to causes. what end? Yeah. Well, no, but that's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. And so in the name of diversity, and we got to include everyone. But let's just all of that, get rid of, let's not separate anyone anymore. But the, the, whole, the whole narrative with that is kind of the white guilt. Oh, totally. And uh, you're trying to do, that's what they say they're doing, is trying to be diverse with races and everything. But that's not the, I don't think that that is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to destroy Judeo-Christian culture. Sure. So that's what they're using, Mm -hmm. and they'll use whatever pretext they have to. Because it's, you know, it's so interesting that you see people who are um, progressive Democrats, mm-hmm. um, when they come out, when you talk about homosexuality or anything, it all goes back to a hatred of God. Yeah. All of it does. Yep. And a hatred of somebody, uh, anybody telling them that they can't do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I... I think, you know, it's just, obviously, it's just going to get worse. And what was that thing that we saw? What, the A-N-M-R? ASMR? ASMR. I'm going to give you a head massage in my ear. I When I look at that, I mean, people might go, this is ridiculous. But when I look at that, I can't help get a feel like this is part of the destruction part of the uh marginalizing or, or there's something there's something weird going on with and it it troubles me um now if somebody wants to do it i i don't care if you want to do that <laughs> but everybody are you sure everybody <laughs> no i mean i literally don't care but it's it seems like everybody is getting separated into little groups 
and you're group identified rather than individualistic Mm -hmm. and it's all about my feelings and it's all about what makes me feel good and you know to quote Whitney Houston self-love is the greatest love of all you know I mean that's the the attitude you know it's all about me it's all about my desires my wants everything it's all about me yep No, I look at this person and oh I think my God. I can't believe we are here. Yes. This is a male. We made it to part Okay, so this person is miserable because this was a year almost a year ago. And only has twenty nine thousand views. This is an hour and a half of this. Yep. This is... Can you make money uh, 30,000 views per video? Um, yeah, some. Like mm-hmm. how much? Well, it depends. Um, five, six hundred bucks a month. Oh, the peanut gallery is dying at the moment. <laughs> so am I. So this is one hour, 34 minutes long. So we'll, we'll go back. There's another one. Eight hours long. You ready? Are they sleeping? Eight, eight. Good evening. Hi. Some of you have okay. requested okay. a very... This one's eight hours long, and it's got a million one views. Long video, a very long video. What does she so do the whole time? Well, it says whispering it. relaxation. Yeah, go forward like you four hours or three hours or something. It. Hour and a half. Here we go. Hour and a half in. So I'm just going to do small, small ones. Okay, three hours twenty-five minutes in. It's the air from. Now, if she did this without any breaks, I have to say kudos to her, because, oh, my gosh. I couldn't. This is like batting from inside of a pillow or a comforter. Oh, there was some editing. Oh, yeah, there was. So she took a This could have been like three weeks worth. Five hours, 54 minutes in. So she's just like looking around the room and grabbing something, <laughs> yeah. and I'll yeah, just clip this. It. Totally, yeah, yeah. Ooh, there's a cat. Let's <laughs> pet the cat so Sorry, it'll purr. Oh, we're back to the dinger. Let the sound penetrate your whole being. This is six hours twenty minutes in. Oh my gosh! Now the way people do this for real is they buy these really expensive Uber. Um, they're circumoral, I think. Microphones, so it's a stereo microphone, and so the idea is 
Put your stereo headphones on and we'll talk to you. We'll go around the room. They're trying to create some weird sensory bullcrap in your head. Small ones. Um, oh, here back to gentle whispering. This is an eye exam. Are you here for an eye exam? And so I this is a, like a fantasy thing. Too. One one point eight million views on this one. Would you mind if we just start through the next exam? Yes, I would mind that. Right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's something there's something wrong here. And but, I'm having a hard time articulating it, but there's something really deeply wrong yeah, I, here. I agree. The fact that 1.8 people or views on this thing, and this has only been out for two months. Well, I promise. And it has nothing to do with that she's attractive. She's not. Well, she's not, like, listen to grotesque. Her. Well, listen. Your prescription did not change. Can you too play much. the nut jobs? <laughs> oh, I gotta find them. <laughs> What's this? It's worse. That's true. Oh, this is just spectacular. Uh, let's see. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. I'm just disturbed by it. <laughs> and I can't... Somebody will be able to articulate it better who's thought about it. Like, I I have to think more about why there's something just so wrong with this. Well, you watch that and you see that a million people watch it. Uh, and it's just two. like it's like um how do how do people do uh, Hi friends fingernails on a chalkboard yeah do somebody like that well yeah of course they do if you crank up your mic so loud and make it so hot or anything any movement like you could rub your face and you can hear it yeah that, that that's what they do anything this what does it sound like to take my dinger bell but just rub the metal what does it sound like and that's what people did. We're going to be cooking today. We're so, going to listen. We're going to listen to the food. You know, the first person who probably started this is Bob Ross. Ooh, <laughs> that's no, a no, rich color. No, he, that is absolutely because his brush, yeah. the brush, whoosh, 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 Ooh, that is that totally nice? ASMR. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. just not as creepy. Yeah. So these ladies, the Angelic Initiative, they, I, I don't know what they do, but this is a... Um, Episode 710. In Planet Earth Dating, it's Sunday, November 6, 2016. In the Lynn Life and the Jamie Body Mind, the authorized Ready? souls continue to be only child souls from the smaller subatomic, and the intrusions from above continue. That's true. <laughs> above meaning larger and less dense levels. That's true. So they're We're going insane. to go with the foundational assignment, which is to do what is ours to do right now in all dimensions to manifest the divine plan, since that's what our soul contracts commit us to doing. No, she's got to be schizophrenic. That, the formally videoed portions <laughs> Which one? of today's session begin. 
mother and daughter. That's Lynn. Speaking to the grass right here in our filming location. Yep, here we go. What we're doing right now is we're pulling out trauma threads that are yep. messing From us the grass. up in our own lives, in yep. our own experiences. Trauma threads in the grass. And I don't this particular thread, skill. which is really common, goes way, way back, multiple lifetimes, many lifetimes record. strand of incarnations of this particular presence. And so it's likely that you have this too, because we all have stuff totally. that's messing us up. We mm -hmm. all have these weird, cloggy tangles, mm -hmm. and they come with us life to cloggy. life. They travel with us as we travel. Oh, there oh, we oh go. they, yeah. yeah I, I feel see that. nodding feelings from that's the grass true. too. And so if we're taking it as our working theory that we all have this stuff, would you like to do this exercise no. with us? No. Nope. Pull out your no. own trauma strand? No. Yes. Pull out your no. own Pull out your trauma okay. strand, yeah. David. It's, it's back there. I see it. It's not about enlisting them to pull out their own problems. Oh, that's true. Uh, because that, when the opportunity that was a opened and closed that wasn't a, trauma a long time ago, we're way past that. This is about well, if how they many want to do that while they join have? us in clearing from the smaller subatomic presences who wish to go to the light and are not able to get there because of all the intervening astral, <laughs> all the intervening yeah. astral layers. It's got to be a limited number of trauma strands. Participate in. That's true. Now, if they also want to, for their own benefit, <laughs> engage in simultaneous self-healing by pulling out their own yes, trauma strands their own. while they are also engaged in the activity of helping the greater good through allowing dead people to go to the light who are trying to get to the light and can't get there because we're in the way. We don't want the honor karmic, karmic um, then there's How are you in the way? Just move. But the assignment is to get these dead people out who are trying to get to the light, and we're blocking their way. Yeah. We, That's as true. a collective, are blocking their way, and, and shame on us. <laughs> shame on us. We're keeping people from the light. Ooh, Can I don't want it? that on my karmic record. I don't either. We don't. And so, for those of us who are willing to let it blast through us, mm -hmm. at least that won't be on our karmic That's record. That's true. That's true. We'll just have to deal with all the rest oh. of the things we've done. That's true. That's and true. And not done. Now the grass is kind of angry at us. Oh, can you believe it? Speaking to the grass. We take the grass off. We're sorry. See if you can identify the oh anger. Oh, my goodness. Identify. What does it feel yeah. like? Feel the anger. Feel it. And when Those mean old trees? before? Trees hate the grass. Who was present? Who was around? Who does it feel like? What does it remind you of? Inside or outside? Day yep, or night? Alone true. or with someone? Standing, sitting, oh. lying down? So this feeling that's coming off of the grasses, I know that I have felt it before a long, long time ago, long before this life. Really? In a very hot, dry place, and there are other people around, and... Um, feeling like I'm needing to... If it was hot and dry back then, then global warming shouldn't be a problem now. Yeah, true. ...make a decision, and I can see what the right thing to yes. do is. Is what? It's very difficult, it's what? and I don't Mow. want to Mow me. Do I don't want I'm to getting too long. That's what's okay. going on. Make me. <laughs> That's true. Ah, so the grass is having that uh, reaction. Do it and you can't make me reaction. That's true. That's what this feeling okay. is. Wow. I think you could pick <laughs> two <laughs> schizophrenic <laughs> homeless <laughs> people off the street, set them down, <laughs> and they would come up Perfect with a more, co more coherent conversation <laughs> here. <clears throat> Thank you. How do they do this without cracking oh. their... I know. And episode 710? <laughs> is this... Oh. How many... 
How many trauma strands have been pulled in 710 episodes? Like us. Are you willing to join us? I should us watch this and just count the number of traumatic strands extrapolated back. So that they can get to the light rather than joining everybody else and being a hindrance on the course of presences wow. who are trying to get to a consistent source. But their arms are tired. Yeah, I know. That's the God. other thing. That's true. That's true. That's true. So the funniest part about that, you know, the lady says, that's true all, there, all yeah. the time. <clears throat> In their thing here, why does Jamie say that's true so often? Well, in fact, in many of these videos, Jamie has the fact checker job, not the primary channel job. The fact checker is also focusing up into the higher dimensions and attempting to discern what the highest vibration voice is saying in any particular moment. And when the primary channel goofs, the fact checker says something along the lines of, hold up, that isn't what I notice. Often those segments are cut out of the episode, so we aren't misleading people who just jump in for a few minutes of a video and then jump out again before they hear the hold up. Oh, sorry. By the time we complete edition, editing an episode, to the best of our awareness, everything that's in it is true. Here are some episodes where the Jamie Collective... Oh, 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 we're not people, we're collectives. Oh, I didn't know. I thought, woo, oh, we are collectives. Oh, is there a bunch of souls in us? Yeah. So this is kind of like Scientology believes this sort of stuff. That you have these uh, engrams that are in you, and you have bad ones because uh, whatever. Oh, hey, it's Bob Ross. <laughs> this, though. <laughs> Is e that her? Equine Healing. Yes. At Ocala Equine Healing, our mission is to heal the root causes of your horse's health it's and trauma. behavioral issues to get them back on track for perfect health, peak performance. Hey, here's, here's the thing. And a happy life. <laughs> She's a filthy, filthy hypocrite. Ooh, do tell. Because she, well, she was talking about all what? the trauma that the grass was having, yeah. but what do Ooh. horses eat? And they, they eat, stomp on she's it. She's a facilitator of trauma. And they crap on it. Hypocrite. They, holy cow, I can't believe it. So the angelic initiative, if anyone's interested in that being true. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for making fun of these dear people. No, it, it, it's not really making fun of them. It's just uh, ASMR. The collective. I don't want that on my karmic record. You can't make me do it, Grass. You're mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. This is the David Allen Show. Oh, man. I'm so confused now. I have a whole nother segment I want to talk about, but I don't think we have time today. <sighs> I'm going to bring it up real quick, though. Uh, I think we. I think off off air we talked about it. Uh, uh, Rockland County, New York, has re has declared a state of emergency. Um, on Tuesday, like five days ago, um, that will ban unvaccinated children from public places. And what they've described as a public place includes houses of worship. Now, Easter is coming up in one one month. Oh, that's got to be. Okay, first of all, this is what I don't get. Mm. If you're vaccinated, what do you care? That's true. 
about unvaccinated people because you're vaccinated. But it doesn't work that way. You know that. But you're vaccinated. It doesn't work. Because what about the one person that can't get the vaccine? And maybe they don't work all the time. Hmm. Oh, uh, so so again, you're, I, don't you're, home. I don't want that on my karmic record. <laughs> <laughs> so again, you're changing all of uh, uh, public policy for the uh, the hypothetical person. So in the same way, we have abortion because there's this person who might have gotten mm. raped because there's yep. this person who feels they are they are a man trapped in a woman's body so because there's this person this guy who likes homosexual sex more than female sex we change all of society totally. for yep. that person yep. that <clears throat> Uh, under the declaration, Rockland County, New York, which lasts for at least 30 days, anyone under 18 What's the fine? <clears throat> who is not vaccinated against the measles is barred from public gatherings, including shopping malls, civic centers, schools, restaurants, and even houses of worship. Those in violation could be charged with a misdemeanor punishable by up to six months in jail. So how are they going to find out? Well, that's my thing. It, you have, they have to be tipped off. They even said that. So here, here's, this is where I'm going to go with this. And I, for my old, our friend Jay thinks this was his idea, but I brought it up first. So I'm going to claim it. Yeah. This is what I believe. And I, I still stand by this. If we're going to talk spiritual mark of the beast, it's a vaccine. Because this is, this is beginning. How so? We're banning for thirty days. We're gonna ban children. Oh, because for the greater good, we're gonna ban them from public unless they're vaccinated. How do I know if they're vaccinated? Well, this isn't really an enforcement. We're just trying to raise awareness. Okay, how do I know? Do I have to carry papers with me? Is this Russia? Do I need to have a little vaccine record in my pocket for my children all the time? But Would it be easier if I could just maybe hook it to them? Oh, I know. Put it in a chip in their hand. Okay, but technical point, Mark of the Beast, you have to choose it because it damns you. Hello? Okay, you're one years old and you've been vaccinated and you put, did you have any choice in the matter there? I don't know. Okay, no. okay, maybe, yeah. maybe. So but, I would but think, my whole point is the only way to I would to think get, it would go down, it's, it's, it's acclimating people right. to go down the road. But but here's here's my... The, the thought that I have, the only way, the only thing that you could, like, essentially be forced to do against your will yep. is something that would allow you to be in public, to do market, the market. Mm -hmm. So if I couldn't go in a grocery store unless I could prove that I was inoculated against some bad thing. Yeah, I mean... Then, then the first off, it's going to be, oh, it's fine. Just carry this card in your wallet. You're good. Show that to the policeman and he'll let you in. Fine. Well, that's going to get complicated because I have mine. I left it at home. What's next? Well, here's the lanyard that you're going to wear and then just wear it with you. Well, you know, to really get it in there to make sure we tattoo you or we do something, we put a chip in your hand just to prove it. So then you can go shop. You can go to the store. Mm -hmm. You can go to the mall. Mm -hmm. You can go out. You can go to church. 
this to me is the peak over the slippery slope. Oh, I'm sure it's a slippery slope. I'm just saying it's not I, the mark okay. of the beast. Okay. Because it's a part dumb. of the mark of the beast is worshiping the beast. So it's a point beyond to those who have taken the mark and worship the beast. They, there is no hope of redemption. Could that, could that not be a science of sorts or, or a pinnacle, a Bill Nye, a, a Neil deGrasse, Al Gore? type of person who we have the the oracle in the sky that knows best yeah Could it not become that rather than oh it's going to be the pope or it's going to be some islamic leader or it's going to be could it be a science religion oh, leader yeah uh, see the problem with it is that the third temple and the temple worship and Hello, going NASA. and sacrificing <laughs> that's the only thing okay Yep, and then there's the false prophet in with that, which I think would align Al very Gore. much with. But there's <laughs> there there's got to be a religious point of view in this whole thing. Well, but but that means what? Like what but, would? But um, science, in a God? yeah, science is materialistic. It's completely materialistic, meaning there's nothing other than stuff. Okay. So I don't think it could be a religion of science per se. There's got to be a spiritual component. And they're finding out more and more stuff. They're finding out more evidence that there's life after death. Mm. They're also finding that DNA, It it the instructions to create body plans doesn't come out of the DNA. The DNA creates um, proteins, which creates other parts, but they're finding out that if you change the DNA, it doesn't necessarily change the body plan. So slight mutations over time mm-hmm. doesn't work. There's some other mechanism. And with quantum mechanics and quantum physics, they're looking and seeing how there's another potential world out there and other dimensions and stuff. So there's going to be something that'll be okay. more than just, I, in my opinion, than that the here and now. Mm-hmm. But that those are just technical points. To back to the, what you were saying, <clears throat> I, of course it's a slippery slope. So it, it's it, a total it, slippery slope. Then my thing in all of this, and the guy, uh, I listened to the the live press conference at the, and I don't know what the big have. deal is about measles. They've had measles forever. It's scary. I mean, the, the fatality rate is so small. This is an outbreak. Epidemic outbreak. Yeah. What, Ooh, what's quarantine. next? Chicken pox. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. Now, um, I think it's just a narrative to try to like what you're saying. Dang. And I also think that they're constantly looking at pushing whatever angle sure, they yeah. can to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. They, they say there will not be law enforcement or deputy sheriffs asking for vaccination records. That's ridiculous. However... Parents will be held accountable if they're found to be in violation of this emergency declaration. So how? which is it? It is or it isn't. Yeah. You exactly. can't have it both ways. How are you going to find that yeah. out? Someone's going to, you know, we have this one family that we know they're in, they're not up on their shots. Here's the other thing. What if you say, oh, um, you know, we were visiting out of state in um, Arizona and I got my shots at some clinic in Arizona. I can't remember what it, or it was, and I don't have the papers. Well, hmm. I don't know. Like how how in the world, 
unless you go, I did not get vaccinated, I'm not going to get vaccinated, right. there's no way they could enforce it. Uh, well, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how And all it, is, all it is is just to, it, it, if a kid shows up with measles so they, they can hammer the parents. Well, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. How do you skirt the HIPAA laws? Ooh, Ooh that's a good point, yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't give you permission to go and check to see if my kids are vaccinated. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. Because uh, uh, let me tell you something. I worked as an EMT for many years. Somebody has AIDS mm-hmm. and you get exposed to their blood. Mm-hmm. They don't, not only they don't have to tell you. What? But the hospital, uh, unless that person says that the hospital can tell you, they don't have to tell you. Even if or you, if you, got you it or on law you. enforcement. Really? Yeah, deputies have been exposed, you know, in the small county that have been exposed to blood and they have to they have to be treated as if they got hepatitis C mm-hmm. or as they've gotten HIV go through all the tests. So if that's the case, then how in the heck? But again, it doesn't matter because if you're a 13-year-old if you're a 13-year-old girl, you have the wisdom <laughs> yes. to do whatever yeah. you want in Oregon, yep. Yep. and you don't have to tell your parents. <clears throat> but you can't sign a contract. No. Or drive. You can't drive. Yeah. You can't Join do anything else. Vote. can't get married. But you could have uh, your penis cut off. <clears throat> The Arizona Department of Child Safety and the Chandler Police Department in Chandler, Arizona, have fallen under scrutiny after officers conducted an overnight SWAT team-style raid on a family's home and took the children because an unvaccinated toddler had a fever. Yep. How did they know the kid was unvaccinated? Because they went to a clinic. When a two-year-old little boy spiked a fever over 100 degrees late last month, this pregnant mother, his pregnant mother, took him to the doctor around dinner time. The physician, concerned over the fact that the child was unvaccinated and could have meningitis, told the mother to take the child to the emergency room. The mother initially agreed, but changed her mind after leaving the doctor's office because she said the boy began laughing, playing with his siblings, and his temperature dropped to where it was close to normal. Around 6.30 p.m., the mother called the doctor to explain the child was better and therefore she didn't want to take him to the ER. The mother also reportedly expressed fear of getting in trouble with the Department of Child Safety because the child wasn't vaccinated. The doctor assured the mother she wouldn't get in any trouble, and the mother once again agreed to take the toddler to the ER. After waiting three hours, the hospital called the doctor to report that the little boy had not shown up and his mother was not answering her phone. The doctors called the police. Well, child services, and then they called the police. At roughly 10.30 p.m., officers showed up at the family's home and knocked on the door several times, but the parents refused to open the door. The father told the police his son's fever broke and he was fine, according to police records. The uh, child services then told the police they were seeking a temporary custody notice from a judge in order to take the sick toddler for emergency medical aid, which was granted around midnight. According to the police report, quote, based upon the court order, the intent of DCS to serve the order and exigency. Uh, uh, yeah, it's probably Latin for emergency to probably, or something to uh, ensure the health and welfare of the child. The decision was made to force entry to the home if the parents refused to respond to verbal requests. So after 1 a.m., After consulting with SWAT and the Police Criminal Investigations Bureau, 
The officers knocked down the family's door with guns drawn. Surveillance footage released by the father shows the officer's use of force, um, which the family's attorney said should only be reserved for violent criminals. Police admitted there was no criminal incident, according to the Republic, the, the newspaper. Uh, yet DCS also obtained temporary custody orders for the sick toddler's two siblings, and the three kids were removed from the home and placed in care of separate foster families where they remain. And the social worker who did it will never be held accountable nope. for it. DCS is conducting a review of the kids' grandparents to see if they can be entrusted to care for the children. Neither parent was arrested, but they're being forced to undergo psychological evaluations and complete a family re- reunification plan before officials consider returning their children. Th- that's the operative word, their children to them. Who owns the children? God. Okay, in to the state, who owns the children? The state does. Yeah. This is outrageous. It's a, it is outrageous. But I You see this all the time. Outrageous. And for law enforcement? Mhm. Um the pro- the problem with it is that the people that get vilified the most are the law enforcement. Yeah. But the law enforcement are following it like a court order. Right. So they, I mean, they- But they're, they're the ones that are being However, vilified. Well, because- can Because you, can you, like, if you make a lawful order, if you're a police officer and you have a judge that says whatever, mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm not talking, you know, take them out and shoot them, don't, you know- not talking Nazi Germany, but a law that says take this child to the doctor and the door is locked and you knock and they won't let you in. Law enforcement is going to take the door down and they're going to take the child away. Just going to happen. It's one of those things. It's just going to happen. And it's, but the problem is, everything that happened up to it because you can't have law enforcement saying well i'm going to follow this no, told, judge that, that's true not going to so, follow so that how one. did we get here and how do we Again, get away? how do we get back uh, we, can we i don't think you can yeah. everybody wants it, it's it's the whole um uh that it used to be it used to be they'd rather have 10 guilty people set free rather than one innocent person convicted Mm -hmm. and now that's flipped on its head you'd rather have 10 innocent people be convicted rather than one guilty person set for i mean it's it's weird that that you do all this and you totally circumvent the parental authority i mean uh, just like uh discipline Mm mm-hmm if you don't if you don't um break a bone or horribly um hurt somebody where they need to be hospitalized or kill them a parent should have discretion to discipline their child mm-hmm. to spank their child to beat their child up to a certain point i mean it just because the vast majority of parents aren't going to do that but what you're doing is is you're preventing one innocent person from being found guilty mm. by doing that in the sense. 
but they don't care about that. Now they don't want one child to potentially ever, anything bad ever happen to them. But they don't care if if mom has 18 kids from 18 different fathers and yells at them all day long. Right. <clears throat> that doesn't matter. As long as those kids get to school and get their shots, that's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll pick them up. Yep. Into the little red bus. Sorry, yellow. Uh, one last little thing, and then we'll wrap up. Um, legislators and parents, ad, parents advocates are furious over the case. State Representative Kelly Townsend criticized authorities for conducting the raid, telling Fox News, at that point, who now owns control over the child? Yes. And it seems like we've given that now to the doctor, and the parent no longer has the say, or they risk the SWAT team taking all of your children and potentially the newborn. Oh, can you imagine? Now that the baby gets born, what do they do? Do they just take it right then? Yeah. Uh, Lori Ford, a member of the uh, Child Services Watchdog Group called Arizona DCS Oversight, told the Republic, quote, they had no right to bust into this family's home and take their kids. But now they have control of this family. These children are traumatized and all over a fever that wasn't even a fever anymore when they got to the hospital, just like the parents said. And so why, who should be held accountable? Well, I, and the why, judge. And why? Well, the judge can't be held accountable. Neither can the social worker. Why? Be, because they are. Um, because if they could be held liable, then they would be concerned more about how it might impact them rather than theoretically what is the right thing to do. You know what I mean? That would be the. That would be the idea about it. But doctors have malpractice. Lawyers have malpractice. There should be some discretion here, but there isn't. Um, I mean, it's, why didn't they? Why didn't the judge say, okay, go get the child, bring a paramedic, have the paramedic check out the, mm -hmm. the baby? If the baby doesn't have a fever, then it's fine. And rather than them thumbing the, the nose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. But, Yeah. But there is the only negative thing I would say about the law enforcement and the justice system is that it's gotten to the point where there is no discretion. If a police officer tells you to do something... They will shoot you if you don't. Yeah, you better do it or else you are violating the law enforcement mm. system and you will pay right. if you don't you know, do everything exactly as I tell you. Does that come from the militarization of the police force? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. And it used to be that, like, I, you know, I know 50 years ago, the sheriff in the county that I lived in didn't have, didn't carry a gun. Really? He had one, like, in his glove compartment mm -hmm. in his car. And if there was a fight in a bar, he'd go in and throw people around <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, or if somebody was driving drunk, you know, he might. Get in the car and give me the keys. They'll, you know, mm -hmm. I'll drop you off. If you come out again, I'm going to arrest you, kind of thing. It might be because of the legal, um, the lawyers mm -hmm. and how things have gotten, how litigious our society right. has yeah. gotten. That might be the where a lot of this is coming from. Yeah. Hmm. Because it used to, at one point, police officers had discretion. At one point, 
teachers had discretion and and educators had discretion about but if you don't do everything by the book you can be sued like there's a doctor in the county that I used to live in who was sued and and he lost because there was a person on the jury who was very anti-medical. Ooh. And a baby, <coughs> he did everything based upon the standards of care, mm. and the baby had... Uh, um, Was this a newborn situation? A newborn baby had... Uh, what's uh, multi- not? Um, what's the one where you have uh, don't have enough oxygen, they come out? Um, cerebral palsy oh, or okay. something like that. Um, and so the parents sued him. He went to trial. There was one lady who was anti-medical, um, put it to hung jury, went to another trial, found the right people. He was convicted. Not convicted. He was. Uh, he got sued for, I don't know, half a million dollars, something like that, for something that he was doing everything that he was supposed to be doing. So what's the end result? He was doing it the way he was taught to do it, the way common medical practice says to do it they brought their baby to him or you know the pregnant wife she gave birth they got a payday he's not going to deliver babies anymore so you go to any rural town around here the vast majority of them will not give birth there will not allow a child to be born there because of people like that mm-hmm. because of attorneys like that mm-hmm. So at a certain point... Yeah, so if there's any high risk, they ship you out. Well, if, yeah. no, no, there has to be no risk. You can't even... And, but you're right on uh, so many things. People mm-hmm. getting flown out where you could have driven them, $10,000. Why? Because they didn't want to get sued. And that's yeah. that's medical. Yeah. If If I pull you over and you might potentially be slightly drunk, if I'm a police officer... I'm not going to let you go with your wife, even though I know you, even I, I know maybe maybe something happened. Maybe you're grieving. Who knows? Maybe I know the backstory here, and it's it's not like that you're this huge criminal, but something happened. You're, you're drunk. So rather than giving you a break, I can't do that because you might go home and decide, what the heck, I'm going to go out drinking again and drive in a car and kill somebody, mm-hmm. and then that family's going to sue me for everything I'm worth and my department because some scumbag lawyer who wants to make some money is going to support them. <clears throat> yeah. So nobody's accountable for anything. It's always somebody else's fault. Everybody's a victim. So culturally... Well, and then then this will be it for me. Um, the that case that in the the doctor that got sued. The other piece that came out of that is still in effect today. And it is that now no no one is allowed in that hospital to photograph or film a birth in that hospital. See? Why? And, and I we have some people that we know that we were talking to about that. And my thing is, why, why can't you? you? It's you. 
Are they afraid they're doing something wrong and they're going to get caught? Turns out there was a big lawsuit that caused them to be skittish. And so now you create this rule that removes anyone else's oversight. Any Wouldn't that be, yes, we welcome your photographs. We welcome that. We want to make sure that everyone knows exactly what's happening so there's no question that we did everything we could. But then you have HIPAA. Okay. Okay. But every other hospital I've ever been in, and I, I photographed in hospitals a lot for birth, no one has a problem with it. No one. This is the only hospital I've ever been in that does that. It's probably the attorney that- Oh, probably. Said, yeah. nope, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's outrageous to me. It's Well, of course it's outrageous, but they're trying to keep from getting sued because whatever attorney, and you get two attorneys in a room that have one contract, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're both going to disagree on the wording. Yeah. Oh, so, man. <clears throat> yeah. Get your shots. Get your measles shots. But it all comes back down where all a victim, anything bad happens, it's somebody's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. Any last words? Yeah, I'm just, uh, I think I'm going to go home and just kind of uh, try to get some of these uh, traumatic strands out of me. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the uh, David Collective feels a little blocked up, and I just have to make sure some of these souls uh, get to the light. We got to get that off your karmic record. Yes. DavidAllenShow.com, DavidAllenShow at gmail.com, everybody. Thanks uh, again, a lot for coming around. I apologize for making fun of these people. That's all right. Cautious by Amorosa. See you later. Amorosa. Toodles.